Here we go. That's right. So today's daf is daf Sadi Beis, page 92 in Mesech the Yavamis, and we pick up from the two dots, the last word on the third line from the top of the Umud. The word is Nises. All right. So here we go. We are coming off of a daf where we learned that if a woman remarries a Piedachon, yeah, she remarries a Piedachon, and her husband shows up, so there's a certain element of a knas, there's a certain element of a, of a fine that exists over there. Okay, B'Seder. Then we learned that if it's going to be Al Pishnayim Edim, if you're going to have two Edim, then there's Takano Taina anymore. There's no claim anymore about, uh, the, the, there's no claim anymore. Uh, and Shikr uh, Mam is just, there's not going to be any Knas whatsoever about her. Now, the Mishnah in the beginning of our Perek, let's give an introduction, okay? Chavra, listen closely. This is amazing stuff. The Mishnah beginning of our parent, uh, beginning of our parak, told us that if she remarries al pi eid echad, one witness says her husband dies and she remarries. The halacha is if her first husband shows up, she has to leave her original husband because now she's a, she was mezana with another man. And she has to leave the second husband because she's not married to him. Even so, the Mishnah said, she's putter from bringing a karma chattas. There's not going to be a karma chattas. Now, usually you bring a karma chattas when you do an avera, an active avera b'shaygeg. Unintentionally. Over here, you're not going to bring a karma chattas. Okay. So now, what this sugi is going to get into is a meridic idea. So it's a fantastic idea. And we, the, the, what we need to know before we start is the following. If Bezdin makes a mistake in their psak halacha, and people follow that psak, so there's going to be a special karba known as a par helam dover, a special karba known as a bull that's brought for helam dover for a for a mistake in the ruling of the Bezdin. So now let's think through this klar. Ready? When this woman remarried al piyedachur, is that? Her own decision to remarry Al Piedachar, that the Chachamim are allowing it to happen, but Lamaisa, it's a choice that she's making, and therefore if a mistake comes out, she's going to bring a carbon chatos. Or do we put the entire claim on the Bezdin for allowing the testimony of an Eidachar to work? And if the claim is against the Bezdin, Herzechain, ready? If the claim's against the Bezdin, there's no carbon chatos for her. Now, what did our Mishnah say? There's no carbon chatas for her. I want, I want to say this in a different way. I want to say this in a different way. Listen, again. What did we learn so far? Do we ever accept an Eid Echad and a Bezdin? No. We do not accept an Eid Echad and a Bezdin. The Gemara says, Ay, so why are we allowing her to remarry? And for the Gemara, Mishomiguna hikilu be'rabbonon. Altiguna, we don't want a woman to be guna, so we're going to allow her to remarry, even though there's one aid. But it's on her to do the research. It's not as stark, it's not as strong as two aid them. We're, al- we're allowing the one aid to work. However, there's a time on her. If her husband ends up showing up, we're going to look at her and wag our hand. And we're going to say, no, no, but, no, uh, m- Mrs. Lady, you should have done better research. Is it? But let's get into this. As far as the kishkas of the halacha is concerned, her remarriage, is that a psak bezdin? Is that a ruling of bezdin that she's allowed to remarry? And if that would be the case, she does not bring a carbon chattas here. Or do we say it's not really a psak bezdin? 
not a psak bezim. There's a kula, there's a leniency that the chamem allow, you know, uh, but, but it's on her shoulders in case something goes wrong. And if you're going to look, look at it like that, she should be mechuy of a carbon chatas if her husband number one shows up. Okay? You understand? This is amazing stuff. So let's get into this. Here we go. Omar Ziri. Ziri says, You should know that practically speaking, our Mishnah, which says she leaves both husbands and she does not bring a karmachatas, is not al pihalacha in the base medrash. That's not how the, the chevra in the base medrash paskin. The Tony Bay Madrasha, because we learned in the yeshiva, Hayru Bezdin Shakachama, fascinating case. Bezdin gives a psak that the sun set. You hear this? Yeah, they didn't have clocks. They didn't have clocks. No, so we rate Rabbeinu Tam. Yeah, you wait 72 minutes after Shkia for Shabbos to be over. All right, so we have a clock. You look at the clock, no, what time Shabbos is over? What happens if there's a psak that Shabbos is over? Okay, we'll see how that shayach, but you know, whatever. it's dark outside. You mamish, you mamish, see Shabbos is over. And then it turns out Shabbos wasn't over yet. All of a sudden, it was just a dark gray night, evening, and all of a sudden the clouds disperse, they separate. And what happens? The sun's still out. It's not say sakachovim yet. me. We got a big problem. So Bezdin says, no, shokachama, the day's over. And people did melacha. zarcha. And then the clouds disperse, and now the sun is shining. Ein zuhayra. This is not a case of a par helam dover. This is not a case where we look at the Bezdin and say, oh, the whole mistake is on you. And anybody who did melacha doesn't bring a karmachatas. That's not the case. Ella tois. Rather, it's a tois. What does that mean? It's amazing. Whenever there is a mistake in the facts, that's not called a mistake of a psak bezdin. It's just that the reality was misunderstood. Is it that the halacha was misunderstood? No. Right? If bezdin says Shabbos is over, are they paskening Shabbos is over? <laughs> is it a psak? Do you ever need to walk over to your Rebbe? You walk over to your Rav. You walk over to your Tzaddik. You're like, excuse me, I'm Shuldix. Is Shabbos over yet? I need a psak. I need a psak. I need a psak. No, Shabbos is over. You have Tzaddik HaKhavim. Shabbos is over. Right? You learn it? So, whenever it's a mistake in the facts, that's not called a toys, but that's not called a parah. That's not a mistake in the halacha. That's a mistake in the, in the just in the fact. Ela toys. That's called a mistake. And in such a scenario you would actually bring a carbon chatos. Because that's on me. That's not on Bezdin, that's on me. You know, I, I happen to have transgressed Shabbos unintentionally. All right? So now, how does this case of Shabbos connect to us? Beautifully. One aide shows up and says, her husband died. Bezdin says what? Bezdin says, a psak you're allowed to remarry? Or do they say, if you want, you could remarry? Because they're assuming the husband's dead the same way the Bezdin assumed Shabbos was over. But that's not a psak. That's a tois. It's pashut a mistake. And if it's pashut a mistake, you're going to bring a karban chatas. But our Mishnah says, there's no karban chatas. So you see that our Mishnah is not stimming with the conversation in the base Medrash. That is Ze'iri's statement. To which the Gemara says, Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman says, he argued, he says, hey Rahi, no. It has to be of Sakalacha. When one when Bezdin, when one aide shows up, one witness shows up and says her husband's dead. And Bezdin allows her to remarry, says of Nachman that ha- you have to look at it like that's a psak. That's a psak. That's just not a toys. That's a psak they're giving her. And he says, I'll prove it to you. Teda, you should know this is a fact. Certainly, you know why? 
Anywhere else in the Torah, you're not going to trust one witness. All of a sudden, punked over here. One witness shows up and we're trusting him? My timer. For what reason? If it wouldn't be a Psaq Bezdin, we will tell this one aide, go jump in the lake. Get out of here. Who are you? Go get another aide. Otherwise, we're not listening to you. From the fact that we don't say that to him, it must be, this is a proof, it's a ruling. It's a ruling of Bezdin. And if it's a ruling of Bezdin, says Rav Nachman, our Mishnah makes a lot of sense why she's not bringing a carbon chatas. You hear this? A Mishnah makes a lot of sense why she's not bringing carbon chatas because we're still putting the achrayis on her. Okay. So, so, so let, let's pause. What we have right here is a, is a beautiful machlekes in the, in the kishkes, the, the mamish, the lumbus over here, of how this woman remarrying Alpia Eidachad works. One opinion is it's, it's a Bezdin idea. And the other way is that Bezdin kind of just, with their koach of allowing Kedushin, with their ability to, to interact with marriage, they allow it to happen as if like they're just relying on this being the reality. The reality is not the psak. The reality is that the husband died so she could remarry. It's not a psak. It's an assumption the husband's dead. No, it seems in, in this case, Bezdin didn't allow her to get married. Bezdin just ruled that this one aid, we, we believe him and we take his, we take his advice. That's all. The, the result of that, the result of that is that she could go out and remarry. It's a- but Bezdin didn't say go with Married. Bezdin only said that. Bezdin said what? Keep going. Let me let me f- finish your phrase. Let, I, beautiful, beautiful. I, Rabbi Yael, I love how you're breaking it down. Okay, what you're saying. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. Rabbi Yael, yeah. Here we go. What you're saying is, Bezdin's psak is not that she could remarry. Bezdin's psak is that we can rely on an Eid to tell us the husband's dead. Right. And once Bezdin gives us, tells us that you can rely on the Eid Echad, tells the husband's dead. Memela, she can remarry. Right. Beautiful. Okay? So those are the them here. Are they paskining on the marriage over here? Or are they, are they paskining at the husband's dead? And based upon those, that understanding and those circumstances, Memela, she's allowed to remarry. Okay? Here we go. So let's keep going. Okay, those are the tzadim over here. Amar Rava, Rava says, Te da toisu. He says, I'll bring a raya that it's considered a toys bezin, the opposite of Rav Nachman. I'll tell you, it's not, it's not a psak bezin, toys. Let's say bezin were to give up psak, that there's a particular chelev and particular dam that's mutter to eat. And then afterwards, they look at the dam, they look at the chelev, and they see, you know, taka, it's, taka, it's not kosher. It's taka problem. So, ki haji varmi letera, if you're going to go back and say, oh, now it's going to be mutter, we're not mashkechinam with them, yeah, we're not, uh, means we don't listen to them, yeah, it doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to mashkiach, and yeshiva people don't listen to the mashkiach, but let mashkechinam, over here, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, we don't reckon with, with that psak, but over here, where the Eid Echad came, you have one witness showing up, and what does he say? This woman's husband died. Sharina, the Bezdin, goes and allows her to remarry. Asutre, Asarna. And what if two Adam come afterwards? After Bezdin allows her to remarry, two Adam walk in a week later, you know what they say? Hey, he's not dead. 
We just hung out with him at the Rebbe's Tish to, uh, last week. He, he's alive and well. And they say, no, it's a problem. When another Eidachar comes and says that the two Eidim are actually, are, are actually not telling the truth, now we're going to re-allow her to remarry. My timer. Love me shum It must be because the first one is a is a toys. Says says Rava like this. Don't tell me it's psak. You know why? This is a beautiful beautiful concept. Beautiful concept. This 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 comes up, and I hope we can articulate this well. Many times in halacha comes up. Many times in halacha. Once you get a psak halacha, it's a psak halacha. Once you get a psak from a rav, it's a psak from a rav. This is practical, right? Which is why many times, if let's say you have a, a unique situation and you go to a rav. And the Rav's like, you know, it's, it's tough and he doesn't want to be machmir. He'll say, I'm not going to give up sak yet. Go to Yanim. Go to somebody else who's maybe a little more klar and, and uh, you know, has more taira. And, but once a psak's given, that's a psak. Says Rav, from the fact that we know if there would be various Edom coming and tell us different things. For, so for example, take our case. You have an Edachar coming and testifying the woman's husband dies. So what do we say? She can remarry. Because of Iguna, we're going to be Mekel. We're going to allow the Eidachot. Fine. Now two people come and say the husband's alive. So what are we going to say? You're not allowed to remarry. And then another Eidachot comes and says that um, he's dead. He saw him a week later. He was at his Leviah. So what are you going to say now? You allow him to remarry. My time allowed me to the toys. It must be, it's not a real psak, says Rabbi, or else you can't be playing these games. Think about it. What... Think about the, this situation. You ready? Rosh Chaydash Sivan. Rosh Chaydash Sivan. In Eidechad shows up and says, your husband died. We're going to be Mekabal the Eidechad. That's the Mishnah. Mekabal the Eidechad. She's a latter remarry. Seder. Gavaldik. Comes Erev Shavuos. Okay? Comes the fifth day of Sivan. And what happens? Uh... Two Adam say, oh, he's talking about, he's not dead, we were just with him. So you're going to say to her, oh, he can't remarry anymore. Two Adam said, fine. Isru Chag Shavuos, shows up, he's like, listen, I was at your husband's Leviah today. I, I, I know he's dead. If you're Makabal and Eidechad, Mishomiguna, because we don't want to leave her. So what are you going to say? Now she could remarry. We're going to keep going back and forth, says Rabbah. For the fact that we're going to keep going back and forth, that itself is a raya. That we're not dealing with a, that, that the fact that she's remarrying is not a psak bezdin. It's just bezdin create. It's bezdin following what people are telling them. It's just bezdin following what people are telling them. If you want to get a little deep and really open a can of worms, and really open a can of worms, this is why. Let's bring this this concept to life that Rav is saying. When it comes to munas chachamim, when it comes to munas chachamim, we have to know. That there's times where in the Welt, in the world out there, you'll have a tremendous gadol, tremendous tzaddik, tremendous tzaddik that's quoted to give an opinion, to give a psak halacha. Yeah? And other people say, you know something, don't really listen to that tzaddik because people in his inner circle don't give him the right information and he didn't really know all the facts. As if like our tzaddikim are, are more clueless than we are. But that's how people talk. Rabbi Yisrael gives our, gives our tzaddikim and our, and our gedolim, he gives them plenty of siyata deshmaya, that what comes out of the mouths 
is gone fine, is besed, no matter who's no matter who's in their inner circles. Of the Maisa, there's there are times where the tzaddik himself might say to any shaila, based upon the information you're giving, is the answer that I'm going to give. That's that's all I know. Right? If you walk over to a Rav and you say, you know, I smoke cigars. Can I daven mincha? Nevada. Why not? It's because you smoke cigars and you can't daven mincha? But if you go over to the, to, to the Rav and you say, you know, I'm davening mincha. Should I be smoking a cigar while I daven mincha? He'll say no. It depends how you ask the shayla. Right? You need to, it, sometimes you ask a shayla depending on the answer that you want. So you just present it in your, in, in a, with your negias, with, with your own bias. Says Rabbah, from the fact that the way that the halacha here is being set up, where it is so fluid, is a raya that the bezdin is not coming across like a tzaddik giving a word. It's not coming across like a psak, like a zoyiz, this is the Ruach HaKadosh, this is what the Rebbein Shalom wants. It's just bezdin saying, listen, if you tell me the husband's dead, and we, we allow you to do it, we'll go along with it. And since it's a toys, let's bring this full circle now. What's this whole conversation about? Since it's a toys, when she remarries, it's considered an individual shaygig. Because she remarried and her husband walks up. She walks in a day, a day later after she remarries, right? So she's going to be mechoyiv in a carbon chattas. Because you're only not mechoyiv in a carbon chattas when we're going to put the achrayas on the bezdin for the psak. Then they're going to bring a parhelam dava. But when it's on her, that's when we say there's taka going to be a carbon chattas over here. Gavaldik. All right, let's go weiter. Fiafra blood is over the toys who really agrees with Rava that we're that uh, over here. If the husband walks in after the Eid gave his testimony, it were, it's only called the toys bezdin. The tadi learned in the brayso. Rabbi Yisroimer is an expression of let the halacha. Make a make a um, make a hole through the mountain. The savi chato shemena, and we're going to say that she zikher. She certainly has to bring a carbon a fat carbon chatos. Now, why? I'm Rabbi Shimon the Toys. you are going to say the whole the whole Bezdin's words allowing her to remarry is just a poshet Toys? It's a simple mistake. Mishumachi masya carbon. That's why he says bring a fat chatos because we're putting the achrayas on her. I'm Rabbi carbon. Why she bringing why she bringing it at all? Gavaldik says the Gemara, but Doma Kasava Rebeliezer. Perhaps Rebeliezer Taka holds Yochid she also by Ross Bezdin Chayev. Maybe Taka holds that a Yochid that remarries by Ross Bezdin is going to be Chayev. Says the Gemara, no, not Shaykh, not possible. Because Imkain Yikov Adin Hasar. You know, why would Rebeliezer have used used that expression of let this halacha tear a hole through the mountain? Okay, period. Two dots. Gavaldik. Next part of the mission. Hayrua Bezdin vehinase v'chule. If Bezdin gave up Sak Halacha, uh, they gave a, a, a Hira that she's allowed to remarry. And instead of remarrying, listen to what happens. When they say the husband dies, you know what that does? It makes her single. So she can remarry. What if instead of remarrying, she goes ahead and she just starts sleeping around with, with uh, random men. With just uh, as a single woman and without, without choosing to remarry. Okay. The halacha is she's going to be mechuyev in a carbon chatas. You're only not obligated to bring a carbon chatas if you remarry by mistake. But if she uses this as an opportunity to be loose with her morality, we're going to say she's not going to have to bring a carbon chatas if her husband shows up. Says Gemara, my kilkula. What does kilkula mean? 
Rabbi Lazar Aymer, Rabbi Lazar says, Zinsa. It means she was Mizana, like we said, yet she was having relations. Okay, she means she was a widow who, instead of marrying a regular guy, now that she found that her husband dies, she marries a Kayin Gadol. Or a Grusha Vechalutza, she was a previous divorcee, and now she's a widow also, and she goes and marries it, meaning she entered a forbidden marriage. The one who says that you're Chayi Vechatas, if you were Mizanistam, just, just plain like immorality, certainly. She's going to be obligated if she's an Amar to a Kohen Gadol, which is worse. But the one who says that she's going to be obligated to Karpan Chatas when she's a widow, marrying Kohen Gadol, but we're going to assume that if she just had relations with other men, she's not going to be obligated to Chatas. My time, why not? The Amra, she could say, You, the court, you, the Bezdin, decided that I'm single. And now that you decided that I'm single, you gave the Psaq. Namela, Shalom al Yisrael, I didn't do anything wrong, I'm not obligated to bring a karma chattas. Now, the reason why it's not called anything wrong is because a karma chattas is by a biblical transgression. A single man and a single woman, as long as she's not a nida, if they have relations, that, you know, uh, it's a love, right? But it's, not, it's nothing uh, further than that. And therefore, she says, listen, you made me single, you allowed this to take place, besaid. We have a price that teaches like if Bezin allows her to remarry, and she went and she was she was uh, immoral. She's obligated a carbon for each act of intercourse. That no, it's one carbon for the marriage, meaning it's not each individual. Intercourse. That if she married five different men, that she's in a carbon for each and every marriage. Since they are different bodies, it's completely it's it's a, a complete a, 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 you know it's a complete different action. So, for example, you have a woman. One witness comes and says your husband's dead. So she marries somebody else. And gets divorced. And then she marries somebody else and gets divorced. She's on her sixth husband now. And then her original husband walks in ten years later. So that's when the Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Lazar that she's going to have to bring a Karma Chattas for each marriage that, uh, that she got involved in. But to say t- for each act of intercourse, that we're not going to obligate. Okay, Givaldik. We're now on the third wide line towards the bottom of Tzadi Bey's Omar Aleph. Here we go. You have a woman who her husband and her son traveled overseas. They go to Medina Sayyam. Her husband and her son travel overseas. Okay? So back then, again, they didn't have telephones. So it was, it was very hard to keep in touch. She doesn't know what's going on with them. And a witness comes and says to her, Mace Bailech. First, your husband died. And afterwards, your son died. Now, this mission is under the assumption, ready for this? Let's say her son would die before her husband. Then, when her husband died, he died childless, and there may be Yibam. But since they said your husband died first, and at the time of death, there was a son. There's no concern about Yibam over here. 
right? Because the son died after. So as long as at the time of death there was no yibum obligation, we know there's not going to be further yibum. All right, but that's why we're crunching uh, this particular message of which one's happening first. So they said, first your husband died, so there's no yibum, and then your son died. Vinicius. So what does she do? She goes and she has Nisuin, she remarries. They come back and they say, you know, we got a problem. Really? Your son died before your husband. So now here's the issue. She went out and married, but she was really a Yavama. We got a problem. Because she's a, a woman who's a Shemeres Yavam going out to the rest of the world and marrying. The halacha is, she's obligated to leave her second husband. Why? She's got a pre-existing yibum obligation to handle. The havlad rishon, the acharon mamzer, and um, the the child rishon the acharon first and last. We'll explain this expression. Bezrem the Gemara, mamzer is a mamzer. Okay, fine. Amrula meiz benech. What if they said to her first, "Your son died." The acharach meiz balich. And then they said to her, your husband died. So now there's Yibam. Because at the time that the husband died, Lemaisa, what happened? He was childless. Okay. Then it's Yabmo. So she does Yibam. Ready for this cover? She marries her brother-in-law because there's Yibam. But then they tell her it was really the opposite. So now she married a forbidden relative. Because remember, the brother of the deceased husband, if there's a child, they are, there's curries to marry your brother-in-law. If there's no child, you have a mitzvah to marry your brother See, here's what happened. No, we made a mistake. You made a mistake. There really was no yibum. You're not allowed to stay with your husband. He's your forbidden brother-in-law. Tate says she has to leave. And the vlad rishon and the achrein is a mamzer. Because she's now living with her brother-in-law, forbidden brother-in-law, and that's a problem. Okay. What happens if they tell her your husband died? Vinicis. And because they told her the husband died, she remarried. And after that, they say, you know, when you married the second husband, we made a mistake. Really, at that time, he was just in the ICU. He had one foot in the grave, the other one in a banana peel. He wasn't really dead yet. Umes, and afterwards he died. He died after you married your second husband. Tetzay, she has to leave her second husband. Because this second husband is considered a man who had relations with a married woman. And the Allah in general is, you're not allowed to stay with the boel. You're not allowed to stay with the, woman, with the man who cohabited with you. mamzer, The child from, um, from the... the the, the first child is going to be a mamzer. The acharain and the later child, a mamzer, is not going to be a mamzer. Okay, now what does this mean? So let's, this we could already explain. And that is, any children that were around when her husband was not yet dead, meaning she married husband number two, thinking her husband was dead. Turns out he hadn't died yet. So any children that were conceived while husband number one was alive 
are mamzerim, because they're coming from a, a relation with a married woman. But any children that were conceived after husband number one died, that's not going to be, they're not going to be mamzerim. Because they didn't come from relations with a married woman. The relation was already over. Okay. Now, she's still forbidden rabbinically to be with this husband. But as far as being a biblical mamzer, the, the, the children that were born after husband number one died are not biblical mamzer. Okay. Amrullah meiz bailech. It was said to her, your husband died. Meniskadsha. And she did kedushin. She did kedushin. Now, Kedushin means she didn't yet move in with husband number two. They just did step one. They just made an acquisition. And then, her husband comes back. So basically, all the husband is saying is that it wasn't a valid acquisition. But they never had relations yet anyway. So what's the halacha? She can go back to husband number one. Because the only thing that happened here, you know how we view it? If... You were to walk over to a married woman. If I were to walk over to a married woman, put a ring on her finger and say, Does that work? No. no. So nothing happened. That's it. She had thought at the time her husband was dead. Fine. He wasn't. And he came back. So nothing really happened. She can go back to husband number one. Okay. Now, even if the second husband gave her a get. It's not going to apostle her from kahuna. Because again, she wasn't married to husband number two. So listen to what happened. You ready? They tell her her husband dies. She, she likes another guy. The guy puts a ring on her finger. And then he's like, you know what? I don't like you anymore. And he gives her a get. And then her husband shows up. So she's not really married. She's not really divorced. And Mamela, therefore, she's a regular widow. She would have been a regular widow. Turns out her original husband's not even dead. So she's a regular woman. And she's not yet in a situation. She's not called a divorcee. Right? She's, she never earned, so to speak, the status of being a divorcee. Like Pasa Makahuna. Ezu Darashar um, ben Masya, and it's about this case that Rabbi Ben Masya gave a drush, and he says, "Ve'isha grusha me'isha, v'loi me'ish she'enoi isha." Here we have a case of a woman who's gerusha me'isha, who's divorced from her husband, which means only when she's mamish divorced to her valid husband is she forbidden to a kohen, but not when she's divorced from a man who's not her husband because <laughs> he's not her husband. <laughs> You're only considered a divorcee when you receive a get from a man who's really your husband. But if you receive a get from a man who's not really your husband, so you're not considered a divorcee and you're still permitted to a kayan. Okay? Very good. Says the Gemara. Let's explain. Throughout this Mishnah, we use expressions and we only explained that the last, you know, the, the, the child, the first child, the, the later child. What does, what does this mean? Says the Gemara. My Rishon umay achrain. Okay? When we said the husband shows up, the first child's a mamzer, the second child's a mamzer, what's the first and last? If you're going to say the first child before, before uh, she heard that it was a problem, the acharon and the later child is, after she heard, listen to mamzer. Why don't we just say any child under these circumstances born to the second husband is going to be a mamzer? 
Why? Because the second husband had relations with a married woman. That's all you needed to say. Answers the Gemara, no. The reason why we use the expression is because of the Sefer. What do we say in the Sefer in the Mishnah? If they say to her, your husband died. Then they say, and therefore she remarries. And afterwards they say to her, He really was alive. And he died afterwards. So Harisha, the child who's born before the first husband died, that kid's a mamzer. Because he's coming from a relation with a married woman. So that makes a lot of sense. But once we use, we use those expressions in the Seifa, Taninami Risha, Rishoin, Va'achroin, Mamzer. Therefore, we use the same expression, Rishon, Achroin, but really, you know what it means? Any child born to the second husband is going to be a Mamzer. Okay? Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Four lines from the bottom. Here we go. Zu Devira Bekiva. This is, these are the words. Of Rabbi Akiva. Shohay Oimer, Rabbi Akiva holds, in Kedushin Taishim Bechavilav. If you ever have a, a, a regular biblical transgression, Kedushin is not going to take hold. Okay? Kedushin is not going to take hold. And therefore, I'm, I'm sorry, and yeah, and therefore the kids a also a mamzer. No. Um, there, you're not a mamzer if you have relations with a yavama. Okay? Why? It's a lav. And if it's a lav, just a negative transgression, doesn't lead to mamzeris. Says the Gemara, Vilema in mamzer and chavi lavin. Why don't the Chum just say that the reason why there's no mamzer is because there's no mamzer by chavi lavin? Says the Gemara, Haitona haktan de Rebekibahu, the Omar me chavi lavin, the she'er having mamzer. When there's a he of lav that comes from she'er, that comes from uh, a family. Relation, there's going to be a mamzer. Mechavi lavin, great delay of a mamzer. But a regular chavi lavin does not create a mamzer. In other words, Rabbi Kiva says whenever it's a chi of lav, it's a mamzer. The Gemara is saying we only agree if there's, if there's going to be a forbidden a lav within the family relation that, it's a, that we, we agree then it's a mamzer. Otherwise, by regular lav, we're not going to say the child is a, uh, is a mamzer. Okay? Fine. Either way, yeah, depending on depending on how it's born. Correct. Yeah. Oh my Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, top of Amud Beis. Oh my Rav, Rav says, Shavuot is quoting Rav. Minayin shein kedushin tovsim tovsim biyavama. Hey, no kedushin does not take effect by yavama. Okay. You have a woman who's waiting for yibum. Chaim Yankel, a random guy, walks over to her, puts a ring on her finger. Does it work? Says Rav, how do you know it does not work? She's not married, maybe it should work. She's, she's just waiting for Yibam. Right? She's, she's kind of like, she's in a Zika, she's in like a bond to the Yavam. She's not really married to him. So maybe I would say it's a transgression, but, you know, something took hold. Hey, no, Kedushin does not take hold. The Widow cannot be outside to an outside man. There's no possibility of havaya of marriage to an outside guy. He says. He says. Um, however, still, even though it's not valid, because it's not so clear, he has a problem with the drush. He says, 
He says, I don't think the drush is strong enough to tell me it's not valid, and therefore you should still give a get. Okay, now Bani Yasena means because we're poor. Says Gemara, what does he mean? Misafkale the Shmuel, what Shmuel means by being poor is that he says, I'm in doubt. When it says, you shouldn't be to the Eish HaSameis, whether it's coming to give us a lav, is it just coming to create a transgression, or is it coming to say, it's mamish, not a valid marriage? So Shmuel wasn't sure how strong the Pusik is coming. You know, what is, is it, is it mean that nothing happened, or does it mean something happened? It's just, it's just us, you know, it's an Aver. He, he says, because of my poverty, because I'm unsure, therefore I say, you know, like Lechomra, so to speak, to be strict, you would, if a guy were to walk over to Yavama, put a ring on her finger, he would give her a get. Amalei Ravmari by Rachel Ravashi, Ravmari, the son of Rachel, says to Ravashi, Hachi Amar Amemar, Halacha Kavasit the Shmuel, Halacha is like Shmuel, that you should give a get. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Hashad Amar Amemar, Halacha Kavasit the Shmuel, now that we said Halacha is like Shmuel, and if a man walks over to Yavama, puts a ring on her finger, she should give her a get, Im Hayavama Kayin, if let's say the Yavam is a Kohen, you know what the problem is? Here, listen. Reuven and Shimon are Kahanim. Reuven dies childless. He leaves behind a wife as a Yavam. Another man now has to give her a get. She can't do Yivam anymore to the brother because she received the get. And now she's considered like a divorcee to Shimon. So, he'd be obligated to perform Chalitza, Visharyaleh, and then um, she is, um, she would uh, be permitted to be married to somebody else. Says the Gemara, um, Iskar, are we going to allow the husband who married the Yavama to mamish stay with her? He's going to come out gaining by doing an Avera. Which we don't like to do. We don't want the sinner to come out gaining an advantage. Over here, he's going to get an advantage. He's going to get a, you know, he sinned, but he's gaining a wife from this. Ella, rather, says the Gemara, if the Yavam was a Yisrael, then the other husband gives her a get, and she's mutter. But otherwise, um, she, uh, the, the woman is not allowed to stay with the second husband. Okay? Fine. Amr of Gidl, Amr of Chiyobar Yosef Amarav. Yavama Kedushan Einba Nisuin Yeshba. With the Yavama, if a person does Kedushan with a Yavama, that does not work. So arguing on what we just said, right? Shmuel says you got to give a get, like something may have worked. We say no. If somebody walks over to a woman and says, li, walk over to Yavama, say you're Mekudosh to me, that doesn't work. Nothing happened. But Nesuin Yeshba, if you go straight to Nesuin, then that is valid. Ask the Gemara, how does that work? How do, usually it's Kedushin and then the Suin, right? Says the Gemara, I Kedushin ain't ba, Nesuin nami ain't ba. If, you, you need Kedushin before Nesuin. You, you have to be married for your living together to be considered a husband and wife living together. So how does this work? Says the Gemara, Ema Kedushin v'Nesuin ain't ba. Both of them are not valid. And since both of them are not valid, if you walk over to Yavama, you do Kedushin, doesn't work. Nesuin, doesn't work. Hence, there's no chi of get. There's no obligation to give a get. Or if you want, you could explain this way. My Nesuin, Yeshua, what does it mean? There's Nesuin, Kiznos. We treat the Nesuin, if they had relations, they'll be treated like Znos. Like Rav Amnuna. Dumb Rav Amnuna. Rav Amnuna says. Ready? It's fascinating. You have a woman waiting for Yibam. 
Shemeris Yavam, she's waiting for Yibam, Shezinsa. And while she's waiting for Yibam, she gets together with another man. She has relations with somebody else. Now, if she would have relations with the Yavam, she would be fully married to him. But she has relations with somebody else. Asura Yavama, it's considered like she's a married woman who had willingly had relations, and therefore she's forbidden to her Yavam. Okay? Same way you'd be friend to your husband, friend to your Fine. Viba Yasema, or you could say, Lailam Kida Marina Maikar, or you could say, like we said originally, Kedushan Ainba, Nasuan Yeshba. You can have Nasuan without Kedushan. How so? The Machalfa Beisha, Shahalach Bala, Lamdina Sayyam. Okay? Because it could be switched with the case of a woman whose husband went overseas. Over there we say that the Yavama has to get a get. Because of the Xerah uh, Midra Bonan. What's the Xerah Midra Bonan? People are going to see a woman leaving a relationship without a get. They're going to think it's okay to leave without a get. And therefore the Rabbanan make this decree. So basically the answer is going to be, I'll take Xerah Midra Bonan just a rabbinic decree. That's why we have the get, but not because we're really concerned there's any sort of real marriage that took place over here. Amr Ravyanai, Ravyanai says, Bechabura nimnu begamru envi chabura. All right? And the chabura meaning amongst the chachamim getting together to learn Torah, Nimnu, they took a vote, the Gumru, and they came to Apsak Halacha, and they said, Ein Kiddushin Taifsin B'Yavama. They understand the Pasuk to mean, if a man walks over to a Yavama, and puts a ring on her finger, and says, It does not work. Nothing happened. That's it. It's not Taifis by Yavama. Amar Leib, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, um, Rabbi Yechanan says, oh, one second. Rabbi, Lai Mishnah Seinu Hizu Ditnan, Lai Mishnah Seinu Hizu, isn't this psak, this ruling, already given in the Mishnah, meaning we know that, that uh, um, if you have a Kedushan on a Yavama, it's not valid. We know from a Mishnah. How do you, earlier Mishnah, how do you know that? The time we learned in the Mishnah. If you walk over to a woman and you say, Behold, you are married to me once you convert. And well, once I convert. He's not Jewish. He walks over to a Jewish woman and he says, He says, Sweetie pie, I want to be married to you, but I need to be Jewish. So I'm marrying you now. I'm going to give you, I'm going to do, we're going to do the wedding now and I'm going to do the conversion right after the wedding. Okay? Right? Either after I convert or after you convert. Or after I'm free, doesn't have a Kanani, after you're free, or you walk over to a married woman and you say, Behold, I'm married to you once your husband dies. That's a happy marriage. Yeah? <laughs> or after, or, or he says, I'm married to you once your sister dies. Okay? Once your sister dies. Now, what's going on over here? This is, a, this is a, actually a very, very interesting case. And that is, the Torah does not allow one man to be married to two sisters in their lifetime. But once one sister passes away, you're allowed to be married to the other. So you have a guy married to one sister, yeah, and she's very sick. Another sister's single. So he walks over to the, the single sister and he says, Behold, I want to be married to you once your sister passes away. Okay? Or after your Yavam Dushalitza, Eina Mikudashas. 
in a Mekudoshes. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay? So you see from here that Kedushin does not work to a Yavama. What was the last case? Behold, I'm married to you after your Yavam dies or after your Yavam does Chalitza. It doesn't work. So you see, any person who walks over to a Shemeres Yavam, it's not a marriage. It's clear in the Mishnah. Amar Lei says back to him, Ilav de Deloy Loch, Ilav, if not for de Deloy Loch, that I picked up for you, Chaspa, a piece of pottery, Mi Mishkachas, would you have found Marginisa, uh, uh, Margolia, I said, pearls, uh, Tute underneath it. Okay? Um, what this means is that, you know, He's telling Rabbi Echanan, you're right, it was in the Mishnah, but I completely missed it till I, saw, till I heard the Psaq. Okay? I, I completely missed it till I heard the Psaq. So he was basically giving him a Shkoyach for, that ex, for the, for the uh, explanation. Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says to his beloved brother-in-law, Rabbi Echanan, If it wouldn't have been that the great rabbis... Um, hold of you and think you're, uh, you know, and say, "Oh, your words are like, um, are, are your words are like pearls." Hava aminalach ana. I would have said, "Masnisin Rabbi Akiva," that the Mishnah is really only finding the pin of Rabbi Akiva. The Amar engdush meivzim b'chavilav. So, in other words, Reishlag is telling Rabbi Echanan. You know, Rabbi Yana is saying that your words are like pearls. And really, oh, you must have a Mishnah backing up your halacha. He says, if Rabbi Yana wouldn't have said that, I would have said to you, my beloved brother-in-law, you're dead wrong. You're, you're, it's, like de- it's completely different from the Mishnah. You know why? Because maybe the reason why nothing's valid over there is because the individual opinion of Rabbi Akiva. And we just don't paskin like Rabbi Akiva holds. Anytime you have a biblical transgression, it's not valid. Now, it must be, it's not the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. You know Why? The Rabbi Akiva, because if it would be the pin of Rabbi Akiva, ki Amar la la achar If um, a man says to a woman, yavam, you're married to me after Yavam does chalitza, let's visit kedushin. Kedushin should be valid. You know why? The hashamina lay the Rabbi Akiva, because we heard about Rabbi Akiva's ruling. According to Rabbi Akiva, you're allowed to acquire something that's not yet in existence. So. You, it should work over here. Let, let a man walk over to a woman and acquire the Kedushin, her rights to marriage that are not yet in existence and will be valid soon. How do you know Rabbi Akiva holds that a person can acquire something that's not yet in this world, which the acquisition here is going to be the rights to marriage? The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, top of tomorrow's daf. Kainam, I swear, Sha'ani Aisa Laficha, that um, whatever I make is going to be yours. Ain't Sarak Okay? Ain't means um, he, uh, he doesn't need to be Mefer. He doesn't need to remove the vow. Okay? Why? Doesn't work. She says, whatever I work for, you don't get. The halacha is he gets it. Get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't make a vow against what the halacha says. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Yafir. No. He has to remove it. Shema Tadafalav Yasmin Arayla. Because. You know, uh, she may work for and earn more than he it takes to support it. The reason why he gets her Mycia Dayim is because he's obligated to support her, to feed her and all those things. But let's say she, she uh, wins a tremendous amount of money or she has a very, very high salary. 
that those types of things she can actually keep. And therefore, he would have to nullify it. So you see very clearly that something, to, the, the need to nullify something that's not yet in the world is necessary. And therefore, the Mishnah cannot be the Vinner Rabbi Akiva. So Rish Lakish says, last step for today, we learned about that Mishnah, where the woman says that my hands are hectish, they belong to hectish, her, she didn't say my future earnings. She said my hands, my literal hands. And since her hands are here at the time of the uh, oath, at the time of the vow, at the time of the promise, the time of the swearing. So that's why he, uh, he would be obligated to, that, that's why it would be smart for him to be made for the nether, to remove the nether. But maybe, 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 maybe Rabbi Kiva would agree that something that's not yet in this world is, uh, is not effective. Hence, Rabbi Akiva and the Mishnah can go hand in hand. We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, we will pick up from Upliga de Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.